Dr. Alan Leica here, and I'd like to welcome you to How to Live a Fantastic Life Show, where we will be discussing the important aspects of your life. We hope to inspire you to live the best life you can. Get out of your comfort zone and explore the awesome world around you. Break through your barriers. Take inspired action. Use the difficulties in your life to achieve the best version of you. Ladies and gentlemen, I have a very special guest today. Her name is Kathy Dirksen. And when you hear of her, I want you to remember the names Inspired Tenacity. I really love that name. And that's the name of her company. She's a wealth and success coach and is in and is founder of this company I just talked about. Inspired Tenacity. Her passion is dedicated to helping women take a major, take on major challenges and with their transitions in life. Kathy's mission is to create a cycle of wealth and success amongst women around the world. After working as a financial planner for over a decade, she left her corporate job and started Inspired Tenacity to focus on helping women create wealth and success on their own terms. Kathy is an international speaker and a and a best-selling author who inspires her audiences to dream big and take action. Welcome, Kathy. Well, thank you. Thank you. It's great to be here. Thank you. Tell me about how you got to where you are and a little bit about your journey. Well, it's definitely a story with many stories intertwined, and I, I'm so glad you like the name of my company. It's it's part of my journey and what I've been through. And yeah, I guess most of my journey starts about 10 years ago when I really just was at a time in my life when I knew I had to make some major changes. And I describe it like I literally threw my life up in the air and reinvented it on the way back down. So at that time, I had two teenagers. I had a marriage that was falling apart. I was in a career that was, I loved the career, but the actual work environment was very toxic. And so I just realized that big things had to change and they had to change now. And so that's when I set out on my own kind of mission of figuring out what was, what was I supposed to be doing with my life? <laughs> and at that time I had been working in hospital labs, mainly in public education and medical genetics. So, you know, like I said, I, I love the field, but the job itself was very text, uh, just stressful and toxic with the people and the environment I was in. So I, realized that I need, I was a people person that I really should be in a position doing things that was more one-on-one -on -one with people, helping people. And just, I mean, that's where I kind of get my energy is by feeling like I've really helped somebody or had an impact, a positive impact on someone's life. So, so that was where the adventure started. I, you know, getting down to thinking, okay, what is it I can do that would, you know, fit that description and at that time, I wasn't the only one going through divorce. Many of my friends, other women that were finding themselves in the same situation. And I realized that financially, a lot of women 
feel challenged. They feel that they don't have the support they need and they feel that they don't have the information they need to really be successful financially. And so at that time, I thought, well, that's how I can be of most service and especially to midlife women in my situation. So, so that's when I set off in financial planning and I enjoyed doing that work. And I, I, I definitely found I was having some impact, but realized, you know, working in a corporate world, you're not really, you kind of have to walk the walk and talk that talk, but not necessarily what you want to say. So I'm just going to stop you there. For yeah, a yeah. Yeah. You know, I've always said adversity is the key to success. And you are telling me the same thing right now, that it yeah. was the adversity that you went through that pushed you onto this greater success. I mean, definitely. without that adversity, you wouldn't be where you are now. Oh, definitely. Yes, yes. And so now I was doing what a lot of people are doing these days and just kind of doing life and living day to day and just kind of going through the motions and and not really recognizing that, that there was things needed to change. And until, like you said, there was that, you know, something hits you upside the head and says, hey, <laughs> you're going in the wrong direction. <laughs> yeah. And I've always said also that it's not what happens to you. It's what you do with what happens. So okay. I want you to continue on with what you did with what happened. <laughs> All right. So, so yeah. So, and sort of, again, you know, realizing in that corporate setting that I, I, I wasn't having the impact and you read my mission earlier in the intro that my mission is to create a cycle of wealth and success among women around the world. And so really driven with that idea that by helping women, I help more women who help a community by helping women. I'm helping their family by helping their family that reaches out to a community. And that's how this whole kind of global idea of having an impact among women around the world comes from. And I, I just realized that in my corporate setting, I wasn't having that real impact. I was almost to the point where you're kind of babysitting people and their money, but not really changing anyone's life. Right. So, so I felt I needed to do bigger things and, and the, the name inspired tenacity actually came from while I was writing some of the books that I've done. So uh, the actually just this week, my sixth book was launched. So now I'm a, a six-time best-selling author. And, but when I was working on my first ones, it was really when that name came to my mind because I felt those are the things that we need to make big changes in our life. You need that inspiration and you need the tenacity to just keep at it no matter what. So how and did you come up with that name? Was it just came to you like a light bulb going over your head or did, I, you, did it come another way? I'm, I'm a big believer in listening to intuition and trusting things that come to you. And, and yeah, that's, it really did just come to me that inspired tenacity. And it's funny because even since I have set out on my own with doing my, my own business, I've had people on either side. So I've had some people say, Oh, that's a weird name. You got to change that. What the hell does that mean? And then other people like yourself say, I love that name. So at first when I hear people talking negatively about the name, I thought, oh, maybe I should change it. But then after realizing that there was other people that really loved the name, I realized, okay, the ones that don't like it, they don't get it. Yeah. And, and Jack, Canfield, Jack Canfield, my friend, said he didn't know the proper name for his book, Chicken Soup for the Soul. 
So he let it sink into his subconscious, and he it literally came up when he was sleeping one night that there was writing on a blackboard, and it had this chicken soup stuff. And then he put together for the soul, and people said, well, what does that mean anyhow, chicken soup for the soul? Well, everybody knows <laughs> chicken soup you take when you're sick, right? That's right. So, That's so right. for the soul, well, the two go together like peanut butter and jelly or or yeah. that sort of thing and you know so it does go together but it's not a natural combination and it's the same thing with your title it's not a natural combination but the two go together i mean to be inspired mm -hmm. you have to have tenacity and and to have the the two interface with each other like peanut butter and jam yeah i always say the word that needs to be in the middle is courage yeah, because we need inspiration and tenacity, but without courage, nothing happens, yeah. especially when we're talking about big transitions and big changes and just, you know, taking that leap of faith and just setting out in a whole different direction. You know, the idea of stepping off the cliff and just <laughs> trusting there'll be a net. <laughs> there, you know? But, but, you know, life begins at the edge. It doesn't uh, begin at your comfort zone. If you're not at the edge, pushing the edge, you literally do not get outside of that comfortable space. You're oh, it's so you true. You never get outside of it and you never yes. really grow. Yes. And sometimes you need a push to get there. Sometimes it comes from at the end, but you really need to be at the edge to get there. Oh, definitely. And that's one of the reasons why I've started describing my work more as like a catalyst or a disruptor, because I do feel that, like you say, that people need some spark. They need some push. And quite often they're not getting that themselves until something literally drops on their head. Like, Hey, what are you doing? Wake up. And actually the program I'm just putting together now, I'm actually calling it snap out of it and using snap as an acronym, as well as getting from stuck and numb and get to action and purpose. Yeah. Because that's what I feel. I feel like so many of us are in this numbness right now, whether it's a midlife thing, whether it's a COVID thing, whether it's just life has gotten so exhausting. So I almost feel like my job now is that disruptor, that one. And, that... and I think we need disruptors right now. Yes. I, I think yes, too many I agree. people are in a zone. And I, I guess I'd call it they're zoned out. They, they yes. either are in their comfort zone or they're in this blah zone yeah. that literally. I, I wouldn't even call it a comfort zone because I yeah, don't think they're it's happy a zone. In it. It's a zone yeah. that they're in. I like blah. Not, That's a good they've one. They've <laughs> lost their, their purpose. They've lost their, their semblance of reality. They've their lost spark. their, their raison d'etre, which is That's to live. Right. Yeah. And they just don't know where they're going or what they're doing. And I guess the blah zone probably, uh, describes it as good as possible, <laughs> that blah zone. And, and you got to literally snap people out of it. I agree. Yeah, it's yeah. not going to happen unless they're snapped out of it. Yeah. And, and one of my other programs, I, I, I like to use the word reignite because I feel like most of us had some time in our life when we felt inspired and like when we were young and getting our education or, you know, setting out on our own. So most of us had some time in our life when we did feel inspired 
but like you say, we're in this blah zone. So, so I like the word reignite is kind of like, like, and again, it fits with the snap out of it and the like, let's get going. Right. It's like Johnny class saying ring of fire, you know, you need a fire to buy it, burn it. And That's if you right. don't burn, have that burn, ring burn. of fire, <laughs> you're not going to get there. You need that burn, burn, burn to get get there. And, and truly, that's what people need in this day and age. They need some reason to get there. And and one of my friends, or one of my early mentors was a person by the name of Dan Kennedy. And Dan Kennedy was a business coach, used to be known as the millionaire maker because he helped people. So I got in touch with him many, many years ago. And he tells the story of when he was living in Phoenix. And in Phoenix, he heard this knock on his back door and he was busy writing, busy writing, and he ignored it. So he, he keeps on going and then he goes to the back room, the kitchen, because this guy keeps knocking on his back door and, and he goes to the back door and says, finally, leave me alone. And he said, excuse me, look at what's happening. And the desert was on fire. It literally, oh there was God. this huge fire going on. And this guy who was so persistent climbed over this big fence with barbed wire on it to make sure dad, you, it was, he had to pay attention. Otherwise his house was going to go up. And, forth. and sure enough, they took the hose and they put out the fires that were around them and they smothered the fire and they were able to prevent his house from burning down. Oh, wow. but, but I think this is what's going on for people in that blah zone right now yeah. is they're literally not paying attention and they're literally in this neighborhood that's on fire, but they, they don't even notice. They don't even know what's happening. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, one of my favorite quotes too is along the lines of uh, don't ask what the world needs, but ask what makes you come alive. Because what the world needs is more people who have come alive. And I, I think that's just a state that we're in right now in the world that. Yeah, we're not. We're not alive. We're not. We're just kind of doing life and not really living it. I and think so, most people are going through the motions. I, I think that's the problem that they're they're there. They're going through their daily jobs. They're going through the motions, but they're not living life. They're not engaged in life. They're yes, not. Yes. They're not. And, and a large part of that is pursuing your goals and doing the things you want to do, not the things you have to do. Yes. But, but the good news is this whole scenario that's come out now is we have the opportunity to do that. We have more of the opportunity to do that than ever. I, I mean, today, for example, I talked to people from from Vietnam. I talked to a person from Greece. I talked to a person from, from Ecuador, all in the space of this day. And now I'm talking to you in uh, in British Columbia. And so it's, it's an amazing journey we're on where the world has literally shrunk. And Disney's line, it's a small world after all, is oh, truly there. And And if we let it happen, we have the power of making this year the best year ever in mankind. But we also have the power to make it the worst year ever. And oh, no. In my book, I speak of a Navajo legend, which refers to two wolves a good wolf and a bad wolf. Yeah. So which and one the one that survives is the one you feed. So you've got to be careful yes. which one you feed. I love that that story. Yes, yes. And, and that's one of the reasons, too, right now, I'm really focused on working with midlife women. 
because so many of us have spent so many years kind of looking after everybody else. And it's kind of become a, a cultural expectation at some point. I think it's getting better now, but the idea that a mother just kind of puts herself on the back burner, looks after the kids, looks after her husband, makes sure the house is looked after and has a career now and all these other things. And, and so many women are hitting their 50s and 60s and realizing that they left themselves behind decades ago. And they really have completely lost track to the point that they don't even know what they want to do next. Or I, I remember at one time when my kids were younger, it suddenly occurred to me, I didn't even remember what kind of food I liked. Like if I was to actually just make food for me, not worry about anybody else, it was like, oh, or even what kind of music I would listen to if I actually had nobody else's opinion. <laughs> so. And, and like you were well, saying, too, and this, I've always found with women, women are in a unique situation and men, men are usually self-centered. And I refer to myself because I <laughs> get to be that way as well. But women are always taking care of their husband. They're taking care of their children. They're taking care of their business. They're taking care of everyone around them. And, and the parents. only person they're not taking care of, and their parents. And, and so they're caught between their parents and their children and, and they forget that they're important in that equation yes, and they literally exactly. don't have much time for themselves in that equation. And, and so it, it's always difficult that way for people, for women to take on their persona. And and I'm not doing that out of any way to slight them. I, I mean, I oh, love no. women. Oh, no. I have a wife and four wonderful daughters, but that's the roles that our society has put on women in the 21st century. You know, a woman has to be a yes person to everything. Except herself. Except and, herself. And, and I really see it going so deep that it really has become a permission thing that we don't even allow ourselves to think about what we want or to really put everybody else on the back burner while we step into what we want. So, so that's one of the reasons why that's where I'm really focusing most of my work right now is on those midlife women that are really stuck. And even before all this chaos that came into our life a couple of years ago, that it was just part of being a midlife woman that you tended to have lost track of what you wanted to do. So, so this whole thing about snapping out of it and getting out of the, Getting out of the, the blahs, as you say. Yeah, the blah zone. Maybe you can put that in your book, the blah zone. <laughs> blah because zone, truly, yes. it, it truly captures the phase that we're in right now. Uh, and uh, you don't have to quote me on that. You can steal it. I don't mind. It, it's, <laughs> truly, it's truly something that I think people have to realize that their headspace is in and that the world, the reality that we're dealing with is in. And, and that's why people need some purpose in life. And, you know, I like the Japanese way of putting purpose in life. And I'm going to try and draw it up. I, we won't see it on the screen here, but I need a little bit of a mental aid to help me here because I forget all the purpose of it. It's called Ikigai. Have you ever heard of the Japanese purpose of Ikigai? I've heard of it. I cannot explain it right now either. Well, I'm but going I to know try I've... and explain it because Ikigai really helps to give people the purpose in life that they're lacking. And it's truly an amazing concept. What Ikigai, it takes all these things together. It says, first of all, what you love and what you're good at. And the over, so it's four circles, overlapping circles. Okay. The first one is what you love. The second one is what you're good at. Mm -hmm. 
The third one is what the world needs. And the last one is what you can get paid for. And the overlap of all those circles, as in a, a Venn diagram, is the icky guy. So what overlaps what you love and what you're good at is your passion. What you love and what the world needs is your mission. What you're good at and what you can get paid for is your profession. And what the world needs and what you can get paid for is your vocation. But when you put all those four circles together, the center of it is your ikigai. And if you can find your ikigai, that's where you have bliss and happiness and purpose in life. I love it. I love it. So look at that Venn diagram to you and everybody on this call, because I think that's very important. It's also covered my book. So if you have my book, go to the to the stuff on that. And it really will help you to find meaning and purpose in your life, which I think is so important. Oh, definitely. And so I keep reminding people as well that we have to plan to live into our 90s. So for so many people going towards retirement, they've spent so many years thinking of this idea of I'm going to retire, but they haven't spent any time thinking about, okay, well, what are you going to do for 30 years? You know, this idea of, oh, I'm going to golf and look after the grandkids sometimes and maybe travel. Like that's a weekend. That's a vacation. That's not a 30-year plan. So so that's the other side that I like. am really trying to get people to rack their brains around is that, okay, think bigger. Think of, like you were saying, that purpose, that thing. Like what are you going to do with the next 30 and 40 years of your life? And And we need it to be on purpose and to have a reason that we are getting out of bed in the morning, that we're feeling that we belong in the community and that we are contributing in some way. And so, so that's the other side of it. It's not, it's yeah. What age we're at and what phase we're at in our life. And, but this idea of, you know, people hitting 65 and slowing down and just wait until they die. Well, and and I agree with you, Kathy. What I agree with you, Kathy, I don't think people retire in this day and age. I think what they do is when they retire, they do more of what they want to more rather than what they have to. Now, I need to get on to another topic because uh, this time is flying by and I need to ask you, you know, this show is called How Do You Live a Fantastic Life or How to Live a Fantastic Life. How do you, Kathy Dirksen, on a personal level, live a fantastic life? Well, definitely the whole thing of just stepping away from that corporate job that really was not serving me and stepping into this whole other entrepreneurial world that I'm in now was really along those lines. The whole idea of, okay, my life that I'm creating to be a life that is fulfilling and that I'm of service as much as I can is really built around that idea. And one of the things that I'm working on to make it a fantastic life as well is uh, the idea of I'm building in doing more travel and speaking engagements so I can travel the world, meet people, learn about new things, go places. Obviously, I've kind of slowed down on that over the last little while, but I'm hoping that'll pick up again soon. But cool. but things like that, well, connecting with new people. And like you're saying, we can connect with people all over the world in the blink of an eye now. So it's made it so much easier to connect with communities of people that you really connect with. 
that you really have that energy together that you're creating something right now. I'm working on a book project with it's literally a, a global project of women around the world, creating this book of stories of their lives and what they've overcome and inspiration. And, and that whole project has really just come about through this, my, my, uh, what I've been doing lately of just reaching out to different groups and introducing myself and connecting with groups all over the world. And we've got women from the Philippines and India and Finland, New Zealand, Australia, Canada, the U.S. Um, coming up on wow. Sunday, I've got a call with someone in Thailand. That was the, that's the furthest uh, time zone difference I've had to work with so far. <laughs> well, you know, the time zones are really a challenge because my first call today was with a person from Vietnam. My second call was a person from Greece. My third call was a person from Ecuador. So very interesting how the world has shrunk because of all this stuff. It's crazy. The flip side of this question, Kathy, is how do you recommend others live a fantastic life? Well, I would say first tapping into, again, allowing yourself to tap into what actually makes you feel excited. What makes you feel like you are contributing and being on purpose in your life? Because that's, to me, the first step until we've actually identified that then we really are just kind of doing stuff and not really getting excited about what we're doing. And then I, for myself, I always recommend that people do connect with communities and reach out to new communities and new ideas. And I'm a lifelong learner. I think the more we can learn and the more we can just take in new ideas. And I love the idea around that we learn, then we have to unlearn and relearn. And, <laughs> and to me, those that's part of how we really create a life that's interesting and challenging and takes us in directions that we'd never expected before is by going through those different stages in that process of learn, unlearn, relearn, meet, meet more, talk to these people, go to those people. So, and, and again, getting back to this idea that we're all right here on zoom. So I find that so many people, when they are going through major transitions and challenges in life, quite often the people you're closest to aren't always very helpful. In general, I think they are trying to protect you, but they quite often are not the people that will encourage you to learn something new, go somewhere new, try something new. So I really find that reaching out to those communities that you are just curious about quite often will take you in a whole different adventure than you've ever thought of before. Now, Kathy, you won't believe it, but our time's gone by already. And oh. I want to make sure that people have the opportunity to uh, know how to get to your world. So you can, can you tell people how they can connect with you? The easiest is my website. So it's inspiredtenacity.com. And maybe you can spell that because not all of us use those huge words to to be able to do that. So maybe just spell it out for us. Okay. I had to write it out to make sure I've got all the <laughs> all the letters in it. I N S P I R E D T E N A C I T Y dot com. 
cool. And, and, you know, remember people are listening to this. They, this, yes, yes. they might be driving right now and they might take the note down, but if you say it like that, they'll have a better chance of doing it. Yes. And if you search that on LinkedIn and Facebook, you'll find me there. And Oh, and on my website, like I said, is the easiest place, though, because I've got links to my calendar. I've got links to all my books. I've got cool. links to my program information. So everything's right there. Kathy, I just got to tell you, thank you. This has been a refreshing breath of air and an amazing time. I had a lot of fun doing this this interview, and I know you did, too. I did. I did. And thank I'm you for inviting me. I'm going to tell listeners, make sure you check out Kathy. She's got a lot to offer. Make sure you do that. And then I love chatting and being guests on shows. So I, I welcome invitations. Excellent. Well, Dr. Alan Stephen Leica here. This is called How to Live a Fantastic Life, a syndicated radio show, which now has 3 million listeners a week. And it's because you are showing appreciation for this. So make sure you check back often. And also check out my website, Dr. Ellen Leica. That's D-R-A-L-L-E-N, Leica, L-Y-C-K-A dot com. And check out the other things I offer because there's a lot of great things there for you. Thank you very much. Have a fantastic day. I hope to talk to you soon. You've been listening to How to Live a Fantastic Life. Be sure and pick up a copy of Dr. Leica's book, The Secrets to Living a Fantastic Life, on Amazon.com. And you'll want to subscribe right here on this page so you don't miss a single episode. Have a fantastic day. 